episode of Queer State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's your host today, Jerron. I'm joined in the studio with Sadu, Miss Sadu Carmo. It's just the two of us today. Mike is out this week. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have all the tea, shade, and more coming up for you in the next couple of hours. So be sure to stay tuned here. Yes. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hey y'all, good morning. How you doing today, Miss Carmo? Oh, oh the headphones are yeah, they're a little mess. today. Can you turn up my mic, please? Uh turn it up. Up. Uh, yes. My microphone. There you go. Thank you. I couldn't hear myself. I am alright. I am okay. I, I shouldn't complain. That's you know That's good, girl. That's you know, good. I can, but I shouldn't. Let's just put it that way. Ooh. You know. Here we go. No, there's no complaint. You know I'm not a complainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's your uh, your day going so far? It's fine. I was really drunk last night, and I went Trader Joe's shopping. I figured. <laughs> and I bought some stuff. Uh-huh. I bought some Thai curry chili. It was in my bag. I don't know. I had my, my to-go thing in my bag, and the chili, the chili bottle broke in my bag. Oh, my bag. that's the worst. So, like, there's nothing but, like, I had to, like, clean curry out of my book bag this morning, and I woke up, smell. I was like, "Why is my 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 room smell like food?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's she got why." You together. So, but yeah, then I went to the gym, did a workout per usual. You know, fitness is important. Yeah, and I uh, took a long walk here. Now I'm here. Yes, so, sir. my day. Um, yeah. So me and Miss IJ gonna have to have a little talk because I set everything up, and then it like it does this all the time. Here, I'll show you. It does this. It'll just erase all the Girl. the entire lineup. So it's not it's not me. I do my lineup. You know, I was you know like I had Spotify together as the backup. But you know, like when it deletes everything, it deletes all um the promos and stuff like that. It just okay. takes it all off. But it's usually in my trunk, but you know, you know, at eleven fifty nine girl don't have time to set that back up. You know, I would have yeah. had to, you know. Had you not been here, so oh thank God you're here today. Yeah. No, I was coming. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to get into the song of the week. Now we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Elton John after our song of the week. He said some, uh, some said some things in the news this past week about a few different things. And so we're going to get into that. You know, his mother, his mother's always out there talking, you know. that's what she He does. can. But, but you know, I was getting ready to say, you're absolutely right. He can do that. <laughs> He's one of the best-selling artists of all time. She well. can say whatever the fuck she wants to say. Right. But you know she's she's Loki, an old hateful queen, which I I Loki. She's key been an old hateful queen <laughs> for fifty years. <laughs> she has. So but now she, you know what she's grown into it. That's what I mean. There we mm-hmm. go. Uh, okay, so we're gonna get into that track. Um, you're listening to Chris State of Mind here on Radio for Brooklyn. We'll be right back in a moment. So stay tuned, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 
surrender to the rush of day when the heat of a rolling wind can be turned away an enchanted moment and it sees me through it's enough for this restless warrior just to be and can you feel the love tonight? It is where we are. It's enough for this one. Fall in love, 
And here's the bottom line Our trio's down to two Oh, I get it The sweet caress of twilight Yeah There's magic everywhere It's everywhere And with all this romantic atmosphere Disasters in the Peace the evening brings The world for once In perfect harmony With all its living things So many things to tell her But how to make her see The truth about my past Impossible She turn away from me He's holding back, he's hiding But what I can't decide Why won't he be the king I know he is The king I see inside Can you feel the love tonight? The peace the evening brings The world for State of mind right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay. So what was the what's the topic at hand? Before we get into that, you know, um tell us a little bit about what you did these last couple of days. You know, what you what what's going on in the world of Miss Carmo? You know, you gonna Oh, uh, besides me getting highly frustrated at the post office. Oh, what happened there? Oh girl, that sounds like a good story. Tell us. Well, it's not really a good story, but I'll tell it anyway. So I went to get my passport, um, and which was a lot of fucking money. <laughs> um, but I, you know, it had to be done because of my sister's birthday. So I went over there, got to the post office. There were a couple of people standing on the side. The passport um, window was closed. I said, "Oh God, they're not, they're not doing passports today here." And then I see the woman come out and take a passport for her. I said, "Oh, they're doing. Let me get in line." So I stand in line. For like 25 minutes because it's crowded. Oh, okay. I get to the all services desk as I'm here to do a uh, passport. He looks at me and goes, oh, the passport line is over there. 
Oh. I was like, how am I supposed to know that? There's no sign. There's no one there. The window's closed. Then he leans over. Everyone who's here for passport, the line is on the other side. So I was like, I just wasted 25 minutes. Yeah, they do that. And Oof. I had to go stand back. So pretty much, long story short, I was at the post office from 2.50 to 4.20. Oh, yesterday? Yeah. Jesus. Before I got there. But you got it all taken care of. I got taken care of. I got to get to the window. I'm like, they're like, well, you need a copy of this. I said, I already brought everything here to the original. They said, well, we're going to get a copy. I'm going to have charge for a copy. Charge me 75 cents to make a copy of my birth certificate. That's so stupid. And an ID. I was just like, this is ridiculous. It is. It really is. $207 later. It's not a fun experience to get you, you know, get your passport. $207. But I was like, I don't know if the, the um, DMV or the post office, I don't know who's worse, you know. Oh, when it comes to stuff like that, so I don't know. I think the DMV is a little bit worse, but you know, it just depends. You know, they're both pretty terrible. You know, like it's comparing apples and oranges. You know, I would say my experience sense. at DMV has been very easy lately. Because what I do is when I go there, I don't stand in line. I go to the kiosk mm. when I renewed my uh, when, I, when my ID was missing. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to the kiosk and I renew. I go right to the kiosk, boop, 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 and I go away, <laughs> give them their money <laughs> go and away. go away. Yeah, so that I was that was. That was pretty much my week. Not okay. Exciting. So when is it um, expected to arrive, Miss Passport? Uh, it was expedited, so three weeks. Okay, good, 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 good. That's why it was so expensive, $207. Oh, yes, mother. Oh, she cost yeah. a, a pretty penny. I said, well, she does. I'm not going. she's like, well, look at it this way. At least you're going to have it for 10 years. So if I don't die from hunger this weekend, I don't oh. have no money. So that was that. Oh, girl, you know, I'll buy you a piece, a piece of food. No, I got food at the house. I, know, I cook my food, but you know. Yeah, to make her feel bad. Yeah. Mm, okay. No, I just, you know, I was, yeah. I had food at the house, so it was fine. But anyway, what else? Enough about me. Okay, yeah. So uh, Elton John, you know, he said a couple of things in the news today, but we're going to start off with, you know, like our song of the week, you know, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And you heard the first version was by um, Elton John. Sir Elton himself, and the second version was um, the the remake version for the movie and soundtrack uh, with Childish Gambino slash um, Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always I have to always think about a girl because I'm like Danny Glover, Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Girl, yeah, their names uh, and Beyonce and you know like and friends. Uh, Seth Rogen and Seth John- Rogen and Billy Eichner, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're all on the on the second track that you heard, and um, Elton John's version was used on the movie soundtrack, uh, not in the movie. I don't think. Maybe it played at the end of the credits. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he said um, this past week in the news that he's very disappointed by the Lion King remake. He said they really messed. Uh, they messed the music up. Is what he said. And just to get deeper into his quote. Uh, music was so much a part of the original and the music in the current film didn't have the same impact. The magic and joy were lost. The soundtrack hasn't had nearly the same impact in the charts that it had 25 years ago when it was the best-selling album of the year. The new soundtrack fell uh, fell out of the charts so quickly. He didn't lie. He, he didn't lie. It was shady facts. Girl. I mean, it's not shady, isn't it? The thing about the the new soundtrack is it's number one is overly produced. Mm, they needed to be it's overly produced, but it's not grand. Yeah, that's the part that's messed up. It's like they have so many producers and it's not grand. Yeah, and the there was no passion in in, in the singing. None, because like you see that second version, you know you know how I feel about it. It just sounds like 
people is trying to show up their voices and do runs and shit. And I can't. It doesn't have the. That's what he means. It doesn't have the the mood. You do the move. that in songs, you know, like. You start the song off just singing it straight, just singing it, you know, like how you're supposed to sing it. Then you can add a little extra on top. Well, of, you but, know, like, but some things but not, don't need that. But some things don't need that. Some this things don't need that. This song is just like a. It's a mood. It's a, it's, it's a mood. It's a Disney ballad. You know, yeah. you don't do that on a Disney it, ballad. It's, it was, it's too much. It's I'm just gonna like, say this it's just, about it's, mother, about both mothers actually, childish and Beyonce. This is just, it's out of their league. It's, it's, it's not what they do. It's not out of their league. They, at they all. have it in them to do it, but that's not what they do. That's not what they do. No, it's not, uh, funny enough. You say that I'm about to say some shit that's completely different. It's not out of the league. They have it. They can do it. They can. The problem is no one challenges them to do it. No one back there was like, "Girl, no." You know, you know because Elton John was involved in it a little bit, the soundtrack, but it didn't have him like oversee it all. If Elton John would have overseen yeah. this soundtrack, Mother, Mother would together. not have been doing any runs. He would have been over there like, Mm-mm, you're not going to fuck up my song I wrote. It's, it's, and he wrote the music. So that's also the whole thing. This yeah, whole, on there. So yeah. he's listening to his song be like, he's like, what are you doing it's kinda to like, my song? It's, it's kind of like Quincy Jones getting um, Barbara Streisand together. You know, like it's just some girls that can just get you together. Right. Absolutely. Beyonce's not going to talk. She, she's going to do what the fuck Elton John tells her to do. And so it's one of the things where just like the, the passion. She's going to deliver. The, pa- like, the passion was, was lost because no one was like, people just like, oh, just go here and kill it. It's like, no. The, the, honey, for that first run, I would have been like, stop. <laughs> no, we're not. This does not require that. How do you pronounce it? Hakuna Matata? Hakuna Matata. That song, that version of the song, I'm like, really, Childish can't be, you know, this is not Redbone. So they're trying to make it modern for the new kids. Yeah. But in the essence is, I think that it's wrong because sometimes you don't need to make things modern for yeah, people. They, sometimes you need to No matter what generation to, you are a part of. Sometimes you need to Gen, just Gen study. X on. Gen X on. We all love the Lion King. Gen X Millennials, Gen Z, you don't have to change it. But like I said, Elton it, no. John wrote Elton John wrote uh, wrote uh, some of the songs around. There was an African composer that did um, some of the um, the the other songs that did the Broadway show too. So it was a joint combination. I yeah. think that they really they should got them together. Missed the mark. I mean, that being said, the album that she curated is nice. Right. Um, but the soundtrack, I'm just oh, mother like, got that album together. She did. No, no. I mean. I, I mean, like in terms of like, you know, oh, no, finding the right album. people, you know what I mean? Oh, the album was great. The album yeah. was great. The, the thing about it is, and no one bought any of those albums. No one, it's like the movie made a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would have thought the the music that was attached to it would have been, but for lack of a better, for lack of a better term, it's like they flopped. Yeah. They, I think maybe the soundtrack maybe done like under 200,000 and the gifts, the gift Maybe uh, two hundred thousand, one hundred twenty thousand copies. Maybe, maybe, and no one really bought that music. You know, it was unfortunate. Mother is. Um, I think that's why mother was just like, "Let me go and put all my music on streaming," because our music is doing really well on stream in terms of streams. You know, but you know, that's only. But it's also time. Times I was. Yeah. I said this the other day. Um, not to pivot into this. Um. It happens in every generation, and yeah. I think people, when you're in the generation, sometimes you don't uh, realize that you can see when somebody's time is mm. done. Yeah. As far as being on the charts or By making the way, a hit. Millennials hits, are not letting go on Beyonce. They're just like, oh no, she's still the biggest artist. I mean, she's 
You can still be the biggest star. Yeah, but like, Michael I Jackson just, like, was a better. Not- Michael Jackson was still the biggest star in the nineties until uh, yeah. he died. Um, everybody, Janet Jackson, still a big star. Those people are all still big stars. They're yeah. still big names. It's just that they're not. Someone asked me just like, would you say the same thing about Janet Jackson? I said, absolutely, yeah, yes. But Janet's not. But she's Jenna's, a legacy artist. She's a legacy artist. Jenna's yeah, that's nothing. People take that as an insult. Janet's a Janet's a big star. Yeah. But Janet is not Ariana Grande right now. Right. And you know what? I'd rather be Janet than Ariana Grande, to be honest. You know? Yeah, but that's just just the way the... the, It's just the way the... Because the thing is, like, you could be the star of the day. Paula Abdul was the star of the day. You know, in her time. But it's like, you you could be an icon of an era, but do you want to be an icon of an era or have longevity? The thing is, when no no one checks for you, Mm -hmm. in the sense of they're not buying your music like that, you're not hitting the charts like that, you're famous because... People love you. That's yeah. fine. That means you. That means you've done your job. You done. You done what the fuck you you had to do. Barbara to Streisand is Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Is she? Uh, Diana Ross. Exactly. I would not say like, you know, Barbara Streisand not have. Although she she is the woman with the most uh, um, number one albums, but <laughs> you know. So there's just some things you should just be unbothered about, you know, at yeah. a certain time in your career. But, but I think that yeah, at, what this is that's how people do. that's how that's why it happens because like for instance. My boss. Okay. She don't like being called the boss, but she's the boss. Uh, I'm bothered. She literally said to me the other day, she's like, my job is to help you out with your career. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I already did this. I already had mine. You know, uh, I'm not trying to be on. Because I was like, why don't you be on our, you know, like, do some on-camera stuff too. And she was just like, no, I don't need to do that. Because, you know. She's already done it. I've already done it. Like, she's, she's a well, sports some journalist, are, a famous some, sports journalist. Some people are satisfied with. With their talent and what they've done, mm-hmm. and you know, going back to Elton John, I Elton John. The thing that people don't understand about Elton John, Elton John was actually um, the pianist mm-hmm. for a lot of those um, black groups in the '60s. Mm-hmm. He used to live with Patti LaBelle mm-hmm. and the yeah. Bluebells. He was their pianist. Yeah, Elton played played for them. So this man. I'm clear that he played for them. He's like number five or number four of the best-selling artists of all time. He's, He's in the top there. five. He's, He's in the there. top five. It's the Beatles. Beatles. Elvis. It's. He's five. It's the Beatles. Uh, uh, Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Madonna, then Elton John, and then Queen. Mm-hmm. That's just the top sense. six. That's the so oh, you know overall just records. That's albums, just like singles. people who have sold. Yeah, like they're up there. There's some other there. rock bands up there too. So yeah. yeah, they're they're in the the upper echelon yeah. of record sales. You know, our faves today are actually in the lower echelon. Yeah, of they're, they're on that list. They're on that just, list, but mm-hmm. they're down, 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 down. Yeah, like, because it's down. like artists of that generation. Like Led they Zeppelin like and all those people. Yep, Led, 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 Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin like, like number seven. All those rock bands, they're up there. Eagles. Um, the, the Rolling Stones, too. Rolling Stones. Um, yeah, the Eagles, because the Eagles, they go head-to-head with Michael Jackson on having right. the greatest album. Um, Best-selling album, excuse me. And I think right outside the type 10 is Shania Twain. That makes sense. Yeah, well, that is mother of diamond albums, honey. Yeah, <laughs> she she stays for fucking diamond album girl. I think yeah. she has she's she might be. Is she up to four now? I think her, no, her, no. Her first album went diamond. Second album was it's Woman in Me. One album. Come yeah. on over, come on over, one diamond. Woman in Me. I think that's the first three. She's only had four, right? Or they no one album may not be diamond. 
that, yeah, she that, has that, four albums. From her early, oh, four albums all together because she came out with one in 2017. Yeah, the first three. First three is Diamond. Yeah. If she only has four albums instead of five. Yeah, the first three is the first three are Diamond. Yeah. Because, and, yeah, come on. Cause the, and then uh, the last one's Platinum, Double Platinum or something. Yeah, so Mother's, you know. She's fine. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> no. So, and Diamond anyway. doesn't mean that you don't, you, you can sell more than, uh, 10 million and be you know be still be diamond so mother mm-hmm. could have sold like be 15 times platinum that's still diamond yeah she has three adele has two adele britney has two. spears has two yeah uh, although you know uh, madonna has two uh uh oops i did it again kind of strangled that line for a little while it yeah. was nine times platinum for a while yeah i know i know i don't know how many um times platinum baby one more time is now in the u.s it was 13 times platinum yeah Back in the day, she has um um. Who wait? Uh, Madonna, Madonna has, has the immaculate collection. The immaculate collection, like a virgin, and like a virgin is now considered diamond. Yeah, it was not originally diamond. No, it's made it. Usher has one, which Usher I'm very impressed about. Yeah, confessions. You know, his birthday um, was. Th- oh, I should have did Usher today. Maybe I'll yeah, sneak him Adele in. was kind of the last person to actually go diamond. Yeah, we did. I honestly did not think anyone would do it in this decade. Yeah, she's it's the only hard. one to do it in this decade, right? It's twice. Yeah. Yeah, and twice. Yeah, with twenty one yeah. and twenty five. Mm-hmm. That's why my mother was like, you know what? I did this in the digital age. Let me go ahead and retire. <laughs> now she's out of retirement. Oh, well, you know. She was like, let me go ahead and sit down. That's what her she should have said. She just left her husband. Some mother got a song in her heart. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> that being said. She does. Uh, he also said in the news today, I haven't. I don't have the article pulled up. Maybe I'll pull it up in a second. That um, he called Michael Jackson, you know, mentally ill and stuff like that. And I'm just... Not today, this week, uh, or recently, I should say. I can um, see it. Yeah. He was just like, I know Michael Jackson. Mother was mentally ill. Gen- I can see genuinely it. Genuinely mentally ill. I can see it. I can see it. Please. Because, you know, Elton used to hang around. Um, I mean, we're talking about Elton Long a lot in this first act. They're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but she Elton, is mother. Elton used to hang around um, Fred, Freddie. They had a whole group. <laughs> like how you said, Fred. Yeah, he, uh, no, those two, uh, Boy George. No, okay, so yesterday, what how it happened? They had a whole group before. Now, Boy George was kind of like, she was in a group, but she wasn't because she was a little messy. Yeah. She was a messy queen. But they had a little group, like, used to like, have parties, like, gay parties, like, dress up and, like, so they'll have female names, like Cheryl. They actually had, they were like, they were having. y'all got to the cookies? No, no, no. They got the cookies. Because so JJ had a dream that we all cookies in the cookie jar. Yeah. That's, how, that's how the cookies got started. But, um, they were all in the group. So Elton John actually was the one that brought George Michael around. She said, well, I couldn't know. She said, she said oh, I remember the young pretty boy around back because George Michael was back yeah. in the That's 80s. That's why boy George was, was in the corner somewhere he smoking was, a cigarette. Like, I got to do all this. He, this was, bitch he, was, he was real pretty, honey. Mm-hmm. He was real pretty. And, like, in a, you know, he had a Greek, that whole Greek thing going yeah. on. Um, yeah, so they all were in a thing together. And he knew, he knew these people. Like, he knew, knew these people. So when he speaks on them, he's not speaking on them like... Oh no! Yeah, he knows like, these people. Like, oh, mother's been in the game since what the fifties, sixties, sixties. He's he's been uh, uh, fifty, fifty years. Yeah, that's Fif- crazy when you think about it. Can you imagine? He said uh, he had a top ten album this year too. Can you imagine being famous for fifty years? It's just like Elton well, John and Diana Ross. You know, Aretha before she passed away. But it's it's, the, the only thing about difference between like diana ross and um elton john is um elton john has the the uh, um i don't want to say talent but i guess i could say i use the word talent um 
Our skill set. Skill set. Yeah. His skill set is very different. Diana Ross is Diana Ross does not have. Diana Ross is talented, but she doesn't have Elton John's it's, it's skill more, set. It's, it's the it factor. For I'll her. put it Star to you. Power, I'll yeah. put it to you this way. Um, as people get older, mm. like Beyonce is a showgirl. Yeah, and she's going to be a showgirl the rest of her life. That's what the people want from her. She's not somebody that's going to pop up like older. Let's say a musician like let's say Adele or somebody else who turns like sixty-five and like I'm going to write a Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. You know, she don't have that skill set. So yeah. Elton has that skill set where he's just like he doesn't Cindy have. Cindy Lauper did that, right? Cindy Lauper did that. She has skill set. People <laughs> just like just like Madonna. <laughs> Madonna has to do what she's doing right. to be Madonna. Cindy yeah. Lauper does not. Right. So skill set will always like you know she gets older. And to be fair, you know Madonna did have more longevity in terms of being a pop star. Absolutely, but absolutely. That's she, the flip side of that. that like, absolutely, Cindy Lauper can survive off of like what she did in the '80s, plus what she can do as a songwriter musician. Exactly. Madonna has to be a pop star, right? That's, <laughs> she that's, that's what I'm trying to say. She's to. already like iconic and legendary, but she still has to be a pop star. You have to, to yeah, it's, you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to be that person. Yeah, you have to. That's what people want to see yeah. um, from the stars on uh, these days. But uh, the thing that does work in Beyonce's paper is that she can't, she does have a voice. She does have a nice voice. So. She does have a voice, but the thing that's going, the thing that's, that's harmful that I'm seeing is the fact that you set your precedence very, very high you as do. a showgirl. So when you just when you just want to just get out there, right. sing in a nice gown, mm-hmm. people's like, where's the leotard and the fan? Right. We don't, we don't we don't we don't want that we don't want you or jasmine we don't want none of that right and then we want to we need all the spectacles and right. all of that that's like what's my mother so that's that's that's, that's why sparkling something sparkling number and you know go ahead and get up on that uh on the piano table uh the piano and let lady gaga play and just call it a show call it a day i i, I would enjoy watching that that would, never, that, would never, that, would never, that ain't gonna happen girl it's like they would never perform together mm. it's like barbara streisand and donna summer honey right. They are not literally gonna, that. Not gonna happen. <laughs> because it's kinda girl, like girls gonna Beyonce be, is that a summer. Girls gonna girls gonna be And Lady Gaga is partially Barbara. They're gonna ah. be girls gonna still girls gonna just be trying to outdo each other girl. So yeah. it's just like it's best each bitch stay, stay her stay where she is. Right. <laughs> but you know Mariah and Whitney did it, so you know. But but the thing about it, the, the difference is I think that Whitney Houston was a very secure person. She, she really fucking was. She was very And they secure. always try to catch her slipping. She's like, nope, I don't need to slip. She never she never really bad talked to anyone. She just, no, she just cared on her business. She knew what her talent was. But she kept it real at the same time. And she also sang with like great singers. So she yeah. wasn't worried about Mariah Carey. She yeah. sang next to Aretha. She sure. sang next to fucking Natalie Cole. Oh, yep. Who, <gasps> oh my God, their version of I Say a Little, uh, say a little Prayer. Natalie, yes. Cole, Natalie Cole was like beastly. <gasps> Can Natalie we do Cole, that? Huh? We should do that um, very soon. Whitney, uh, live duets with Whitney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she wasn't, she sang next to Sissy. She was yeah. like, <laughs> her mama. So she was secure. I love six, uh, C- uh, Sissy, but I, I do think Whitney is a better singer. And Dionne Warwick was a better singer. Better voices, sorry. Oh, Not better singer, Sissy's technique was impeccable. It's just mm-hmm. her sound was a little bit. It, it was a little. It wasn't as beautiful yes. as it could be, but she has some as moments. Dion or, or Sissy had a more operatic tune, and it was yeah. it's a little bit more churchy. Yeah, uh, and 
Dion's presentation was a little bit more pop. Yeah. Dion was actually a gospel singer. Dion Warwick, that oh, bitch is. She's actually singing. She, she, she's a chameleon. She's saying, and whatever. She is, but it's just like, I, I'm trying to find the word. I can't find the word. Like, to be able to do what she does as a singer, like, I just can't. I can't. I can't think of the word. Never mind. She's just very smooth. It's just. It's just she, she, the thing. What it was was. Uh, I think the I technique said, is just flawless. I think I said this before. Um, it is the fact that um, Dion, uh, when she graduated from college, uh, she was starting to do the bracket right there. She just kind of went there to start doing it as something. And uh, that's, if you ever, if you guys ever want to watch a good music documentary, please watch the documentary. Um, 20 Feet from Stardom. Mm, yeah. It's fantastic. It's about background singers who, uh, some had solo careers, who wanted solo careers that didn't happen, some who got solo careers and they didn't want it after after that. But yeah. it's about background singers. And um, what's oh, where, where can people find that? Do you know? Uh, you just Google it. You can find 20 Feet from Stardom. Um, 20 Feet from Stardom. So um, it won the Academy Award for Best, docu- doc- best Documentary. It's oh, a famous documentary. Um, like three, four years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And um, this is like, you know, like uh, backup singers and solo artists and also people in groups too. No, backup singers like Darlene Love, like mm. um, like real backup singers, like okay. people who sing backup for like Ray Charles and all of that. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, not, not like Mary Wilson or anything. No, 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 no. Not group singers, the background singers, background actually singer. background yeah, singers. Yeah, but Darlene Love said that they were called readers and no other people. So the readers were like most of the white people who read music mm-hmm. and the other girls, if only black girls signed in, got black girls who didn't read music, you told it to them by ear. Mm. But Dionne Warwick had that sound and could read music. Right. So that's kind of how she got pivoted into being like the, the biggest pop star in the 60s um, in that sense. because you know, uh, where, where did she actually rank in terms of record sales? Because, you know, it's the Beatles, then the Supremes in the 60s. Is she in the, at least in the top five, top ten? Yeah, for sure. But she's a solo artist. The, 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 the Supremes were a group. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, just in terms of overall acts, it was the Beatles, then the Supremes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. terms of, I mean, but know, she, it, it, overall the, group, the, groups, the groups were huge in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a solo artist, she was very to go, to, extremely to, successful. To truck out there on your own as a black woman in the 60s. In pop music. In pop music. In particularly pop music. But you know what? Must Not just pop music. It was just like, you know, like like we actually about to get into some Aretha right now. So we can talk a little bit about her before we go into some Aretha. Uh, Aretha Franklin, you know, like that's another example. Like they're all, they're on the opposite ends, you know, like in terms of like genre where they were. And they just, you know, sometimes met in the middle, you know. Yeah, but they all knew each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dionne Ward was popping. Aretha was so. As Gladys Knight put it, honey. <laughs> She said, oh, I've been looking at them bitches for forever and a day, honey. Yeah. She's like, D gonna say what she gonna say. Re gonna get in her feelings that they've been doing this shit since like the 50s. So, yeah, no, for so, sure. So this did knew each other for like, you know, since they were like teenagers. For sure. But to like, so. just, I think even to be like a woman in soul music, obviously you have the backing of black people, but to still be like popular as a singer, just a popular soul artist. She didn't, have, artist. She, she didn't have, she did, Aretha was a soul, popular soul artist. And they liked liked her. Dion got a lot of backlash from black people. Exactly. So that was like until the seventies. Then yeah. the seventies, she she when she left um, Berkeley Davis, she became did more soul music. That's when she you know she started to caterwaul and holler um, with you know when she had Isaac Hayes produce mm-hmm. her albums and all that stuff. 
Yeah. She was one of the, she was one of the um one of the most revered and one of the most people always wanted to work with her. Like that, that was that where there's Luther Vandross's favorite singer. Yep. He's his favorite singer. He used to tell people that was his cousin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he did. He used to tell people I, that remember, I remember seeing interviews of him saying that. Yeah. He said that's cuz and it's how he re-recorded all her song. Honey, Dionne Warren was Luther's queen from here until the day he died. Honey, yeah. you don't say <laughs> you know, nothing every, about Dionne Warren in front of Luther Vandross. And that was every, his every queen. every queen has a queen. Yep. That was his queen, honey. That's he why I'm just like lived and breathed for him some Dion. I be literally looking at people sometimes. It's like, are you really gonna come for a gay man's pop queen? You don't do that unless you're another gay man. Then y'all can. Then y'all, it's kind of like straight men um, debating sports. Gotcha. With us, it's like you don't debate pop culture with us, and you definitely don't. You definitely don't debate our well, pop queens to, with us. You have to respect. I will just have to respect your pop queen and what exactly. they are. Exactly. In that sense, you know who you'll be like. Oh, I don't like Janet Jackson because you're not know, like she just read off of Michael Jackson's success. I'm like, excuse me. You know, shit like that. The thing you know, about like, it, it's a thing. The only thing that's kind of bad in this time is just it's like people. This you know, I hate that hater word so much because. People are allowed to like things. There are things people like and there are things people don't like. I think that the, the thing a hater is someone who does not respect the person's talent. I don't have to like a person. Exactly. I can respect exactly. their talent. But it when something, But I do think that people have uh, have trouble separating the, the they two. They have very big trouble separating that. Like on both on both on both sides. Because it's like they can't understand the fact that somebody doesn't like something. Like on oh, no, but I mean on the opposite side of it too, like when you are presenting it to someone mm-hmm. It's very important to be like, this is not for me. I understand why people love it. But even, like, even when I, like, I'm talking about Taylor Swift, I'm like, she's a great songwriter. She's, she's commercially successful. But Can't even, take that away from even her. Then, you know what I mean? pe- even then, people are just in such disbelief sometimes. Oh, no, no. I, I'm, to- I, 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 just, like, like, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. That's one of whatever I said. But that's the, those are the type of people I respect. I, I don't hate it. Well, there's only, you know, there's only one artist I really hate. But I don't, I'm not going to say that name. <laughs> oh, I but, talked about her last night. Um, but when I say, and when people, you know, when I mean settings and we've got the pop culture conversations pop up, someone goes, oh, say you hate this. But I say, no, I do not hate the person. It's just not I know you don't. for me. You know, just in general, people say, it's not for me. Like, I don't like Toto because I think they sound like little boys. But, <laughs> but people love that, you know. And I'm just like, mm, not for me. You know, it's not. I don't let me take away your, you know, your joy. You know, in that sense. Well, anyway, we're going to get some, get into some Aretha. Is what you're playing? Oh, yeah. Then we'll come uh, back and we'll talk about some serious stuff. So, so we went on a tangent today about that. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, like, this is why we don't get started with music. Oh, yeah. We always flap. It's, it's, yeah, we flap, girl. This, this is like, you know, music and personal shit. We can just flap about that. But, yeah, we're going to get into um, some Aretha Franklin here. We got you all. Ugh, ugh, can't talk right now. You're all I need to get by. We have rock steady. We have daydreaming, and we have all the king's horsemen. So you're listening to Chris State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we'll be right back in a moment. So stay tuned, y'all. Yes. Ooh. You're all I need to get by. You're all I need to get by. You're all I need to get by. You're all get by your own I need to get by as long as I got you then baby you know that you got me oh, oh. 
was plain to see that you were my destiny. With my arms open wide, I threw away my pride. I sacrificed for you, dedicated my life to you. I will go where you lead. I'll be right there in a time of need. And when I lose my way.
All the king's horses And all the king's men Couldn't put our two hearts Together again Set on the wall of happiness. We set on the wall of love. We set on the wall of security so high above. With his own. Is all the king's horses, all the king's men, couldn't put our two hearts together
listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yes. Oh. Welcome back to Queer State of that Mind. That was Mr. Aretha. Live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are basically almost in our second hour here. Yeah, we talk too much in the first part. <laughs> Girl, we About fled. nothing. About nothing. Now we got to talk about serious stuff. When we get back. Oh yeah, yeah, when we get back, girl, we're gonna talk about shit, serious stuff in the second hour. You know, the hours. It's, it's a little flipped, you know, today. A little flipped. Yeah, great. Let's end with the depressing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> no, we're not gonna end through, on depressing stuff, but yeah, we gotta talk about. You know, we're gonna talk about what we have coming up in the second hour. We're gonna then we're gonna talk about something very quickly before we go into the second hour. We're gonna talk about. Oh yeah, I guess this is a little depressing, uh, or very much so depressing. Suicide attempts among Black teens are increasing, and we're going to talk about um, uh, Elijah Cummings who passed away. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know he's um, being called an LGBTQ plus rights hero. Um, this article from Out Magazine. So we're going to talk about that in the second hour. We got to talk about this episode of uh, SVU. Did you watch it? I sure did. I watched mm-hmm. it this morning. Yep. So we're going to talk about that. It totally took a flip that I was not ready for. And I was just like, oh, okay, I see what y'all did here. Because, you know, like it's based off of stuff that actually happens, you know. You know oh, yeah, SVU, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of layers to it. I was like, ooh, this is. It's, it's going to be a lot to um, impact. Said, ooh. Well, I unpacked it all, girl. You know, I always have that bag unpacked. Right, right, right. Unfortunately, right. and I had a good conversation with my with my. Um, when we get to that topic, I had a good conversation with my friend of mine recently about um, some um, some behavior patterns of mine that uh, okay. it's not terrible. It's just not necessarily. It's it's not a bad thing, but it's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know. But uh, before we go, we can talk really quickly about Frank Ocean. So Frank Ocean's um, prep party, you know, um, someone wrote an article for Our Magazine saying that it did not feel very queer because, you know, like he's um, basically um, Frank Ocean's um, nightclub. It's called prep and it's supposed to be here, you know, in New York City. And it didn't feel queer in what in what way? Um Okay, I'm I'm reading through it really, really, really quickly, but yeah, I th- I think what they mean by that is um, the the musician that was there. Um, as far as we know, that's what the 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 writer is saying is straight, and you know maybe the the space itself was actually a more of a straight space than you know like this than a gay club basically but it's not um, a gay bar it's in the god jesus christ no but it's meant to be like he's like is I'm it meant to be a, what is it meant to be a queer yeah. space uh not uh, a gay bar girl there, there, no, no, there it is there's a difference the girls want to that's the girls want to like this is what happens when you divide yourself under an umbrella so they don't people who are queer don't necessarily identify as gay but I, I don't think that they, they're saying that it doesn't even feel like that. It just feels straight. 
It feels straight. I don't know what that. I, I mean, like it's just like almost like um, I guess a heteronormative space is basically I guess what this person is writing. About. I have a feeling that it was because I saw some of the girls that were going over there. I just think that this person was probably expecting a gay bar. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like a tribute to like 1980s. You but know, this person, he's a, he's a celebrity. He has a Club. big. He has a big kit. Uh, straight pe- culture. Sorry. Yeah, straight people following. So I mean, it's gonna not feel like. You're going to, I don't know. I wasn't there, honey. I ain't got no ticket. I have actually no interest in going to it. When did you hear about it? I heard about it a couple of, uh, a few days ago. I just saw people were trying to get to it. You know me, girl. I don't want to be anywhere the kids are. So I was yeah. unbothered. I'm like, mm, can have fun. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but I'm just like, nope. You know, when we're at, um, oh, I guess we're going to the second hour. You know, I don't want to like, I'll finish my thought after, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we're moving into our our second hour here. You know, queer state of mind. Yeah, and so we got more tea um, coming up for you in the second hour. We actually got some, we got to talk about some serious stuff. We got to talk about some serious issues. So we're gonna finish talking about you know um, Frank Ocean. Then we're gonna get into some other topics. You know, this is queer state of mind. We'll be right back after this um, promo. Once I find it, I'm doing this intro one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right under. Yeah. I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Yeah, look at mer- God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not the gonna corner. let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, I see what you did there. You see what I did there, and I appreciate it. Amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Queers of the Mind. I'm gonna let these queens calm down. Cause they Ooh, do need to calm down. They're doing whatever. the most. I'm All right. Do what, I want. what is happening? Mm-hmm. What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, nah, this is my good Judy. Bitch, what the fuck you mean? Right. And ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> 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 Time for the Messy Hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. Not so much so today. <laughs> yeah, no. You're a calm day. My phone's not charging. I'm highly agitated right now about he, that. He, mother is irritable. Well, because I got to walk back home and stuff like that. You know, I just need to communicate and get things. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, But I I, I read a little bit more of the, um, of the article, and I think what the writer is trying to say is that if you're trying to pay tribute to 80s and 90s, you know, gay club culture, you know, a lot of New York's nightclub culture of the 80s and 90s was fueled by those, you know, living with, you know, HIV and rallying around them. And I guess saying that this, Space was not actually that, and I guess that's why it's supposed to be called, you know, prep, blah blah blah, prep plus, because yeah, it has plus. God, there, but... gay people complain about everything, don't they? Girl, girl, she's trying to do something. Just be like, okay, fine, you know, give your critique, but keep it moving. It's like, oh, I mean, Ooh. that's what she did. She wrote about it. <laughs> But anyway, I, like, like I so. said, I, it's things like that. I understand, like, like I said, I wasn't going. Like when we're at um, the hangar the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a bar here. A lot of it's a more like an older black man space. It's a, it's a different crowd. Let's put it that way. Like 
I wasn't feeling it once it started to play like the new music because I go with it to hear my 90s house music. And then once it started to play that modern stuff and I hear the, these new girls rapping us up, oh, time, time to go. Time to, <laughs> I can't. Girl, I don't go there for that. I go to, to hear some fucking green dogs, some Anaya Jack. You don't want to hear it. So, uh, bad bitch, I'm going to a dick all night. No, not there. That's not, I'm not there for that. Wait, so they play that type of music in the hangar? They did that night. When we were there? Yeah. Oh, they did. I forgot. Girl. I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. no. I blocked that out of my mind. So that went night. across the street to the um, the, um, the, the, uh, the girls with a little extra bar. Uh, oh, yeah, where I flapped the house down. Yes. Yeah, you did flap the house down there. <laughs> I was so, like, girl, no, it's fine. You know. So, like, what, is our, what is our throwback track? Even more music before we get into the person <laughs> stuff. I got to see by my phone. So uh, tomorrow is, uh, you know, because today, you know, if you listen to this episode later, um, is Snoop Dogg's birthday, which is October 20th. Oh, exactly. Six months uh, away from 420. Look at you, Snoop Dogg. And so I was like, you know what? Let's play a little Snoop Dogg today. And so we're playing. uh, We're going to listen to some gin and juice here on Radio Free. uh, Yeah, here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, here on Radio Free Brooklyn, girl. Queer state of mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. There you go. I hate you. Uh, we're going to get into that throwback track, and we'll be right back in a moment here on Chris State of Mind. It's this charge uh, <laughs> I'm serious, dude. What do Drama in the LBC It's kinda hard being Snoop D-O-double-G But I somehow, someway Keep coming up with funky ass shit Like every single day May I kick a little something for the G's And make a few ends as I breeze through Two in the morning and the party still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got bitches in the living room getting it on And they ain't leaving till six in the morning So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers And my homeboys do too So turn off the lights and close the door But, but what? We don't let them hoes Yeah So we gon' smoke a ounce to this G's up, hoes down Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? Lay back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in now Sipping on dinner deals Lay back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Got me some sequins gin. Everybody got their cups, but they ain't chipped in. Now this type of shit happens all the time. You gotta get yours, but fool, I gotta get mine. Everything is fine when you're listening to the DOG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listens to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street and get to Mac to this bitch named Shady. She used to be the homeboy's lady. Degrees. When I tell that bitch, please raise up off these NUTs, cause you get none of these at ease. As I mob with the dog pound, feel the breeze. Be I just rolling down the street, smoking in now, Laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Rolling down the street, smoking in now, Laid Later on that day, my homie Dr. Dre came through with a gang to tangle Ray. 
and a fat ass Jake of some bubonic chronic that made me choke. Shit, this ain't no joke. I had to back up off of it and sit my cup down. Tangerine and chronic, yeah, I'm fucked up now. But it ain't no stopping, I'm still popping. Dre got some bitches from the city of Compton to serve me. Knock with a cherry on top. Cause when I bust my nut, I'm raising the box to cock. Don't get upset, girl, that's just how it goes. I don't love you hoes, I'm out the door. And I'll be. Hey y'all, welcome back. <laughs> She's talking about me and the bitches over here flapping her gums <laughs> right. too. See, that's what you get. That was a quick ass song. Yes. All right. Well, we're back. You know, here on Crusade of Mind. You know, that's how you know this show is live. You know, it's not, like, it's not like mothers. You know, spent like a few hours editing this episode down. You know. Oh, okay. Making it perfect, like you know some episodes that you may or may not have heard in the past oh <laughs> uh, well you know it is what it is at this point oh shout out to Mike I don't know what he's doing what is he doing uh he's in Phoenix right <coughs> oh glamorous sorry <laughs> just went around uh. the, the liquid went down the wrong path honey <laughs> I guess I was about to say something shady and the guy and God just stopped put a halt right there in my mouth and like halt bitch um yeah he's in Phoenix so that's happening there um, but anyway, let's get to talking about these 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 things, things, honey. Okay. Now I'm gonna do my best to try to like, cause I'm still processing it. I just watched it, so we're gonna talk about SVU first. Oh, interesting. So this was last week's episode, so a whole no- another episode has aired this week. And to be honest with you, you know, I started episode three, and so I went in went ahead and watched episode four. But anyways, we're talking about episode three. It's an episode that, you know, it's called um, Down Low in Hell's Kitchen. And it's basically this episode about uh, there's a serial predator predator who is targeting, you know, closeted gay black men in Hell's Kitchen. And, you know, there was a few cases, but no one would come forward. And, you know, like, because, you know, most of these men, they, 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 they had careers and families and stuff like that you know there were men on the low um who are who are being insulted by a serial predator and it, it wasn't until like a celebrity you know decided you know like go ahead and drop me off at hell's kitchen you know after a show wherever he was coming from and he's like you know what go ahead and drop me off here i'm just gonna take a walk and you know i'll meet y'all back at the place and, you know he goes to a gay bar you know uh there was this girl there at the gay bar who recognized him, a white girl. This is a um, black male celebrity. He's supposed to be like a pop star or something like that in, in the sense of the show. And uh, the girl recognized who he was. And he was like, nah, man, that ain't me. You know how, you know, black people yeah. being like, girl, that ain't me. Uh, <laughs> he's like, no, it's you. It's you, Mathis. Math- His name is Mathis or something like that, uh, which is a weird pop star name. But anyways, 
besides the point, <laughs> um, he recognized him and he, you know, like he tried to take a photo with him. He did take a, a selfie with him and, you know, without his consent, he was pissed about that, you know, like pushed him away and, you know, tried to leave. And the moment that, you know, this gay white man was rejected, you know, like that's where he didn't start like saying any racial slurs or anything like that. But, you know, that's where like he was like, well, fuck it. You ain't really that cute or talented, you know, to begin with. But, you know. We're all, used to the, we're all used to that, you know, like when someone cat calls you or express interest in you and you turn them down. Well, keep going, keep going. You know, like they, to, you know. We're going we're gonna to get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, he leaves the bar. He goes down, you know, like a, you know, like one of those, it's New York City, so one of those sidewalks where it's just blocked off and everything like that. And that's where he's tased because this is what the serial um, predator does. He tases uh, his victims. And then he rapes them with a uh, sodomize sodomizes them with a beer bottle. Yeah, sodomize with a beer bottle. That's the proper terminology. Um, and so I guess um, the cops or someone called the cops because they heard some noises. That's what I'm assuming. And the cops go to check out like what's happening at this in, through this walkway, and they find uh, Mathis. You know, chained up. I think he's chained up, or maybe he's just hunched over. Um, I guess bleeding from behind, and you know. So yeah, that's basically how the episode starts and everything like that. And we basically watch that unfold. You know, you start investigating the case. You know, they try to convince him to be the one to come forward because he's a celebrity. And if he came forward, then other, you know, the other, you know, black male victims would come forward too. That's what they you know, assumed, and that's exactly what happened. He decides to come out. He's just like, you know what? Yeah, eh, you're right. What I, should, I, should, I, should, I should lead by example. And he came out, and then he started getting all this love and support from his fans and from, you know, just the community and everything like that. You know, he, he cooperates with the police to find, like, who is the serial predator, or at least we, so we thought. And, uh, well, okay, what happens after that? You want to take it over from there? Girl, shit, I was like, you know what going to tell the girls is the break by break, honey? <laughs> I said, girl, you're making this a long explanation, girl. Pretty much, long story short, the wielded uh, black um, download men being preyed on in Hell's Kitchen with the Jesse Smollett situation. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be yeah. because it came out that he might have been lying about his attack mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit the same range, the same thing as the other attacks on the yeah. same men that were out, out in the down low. But in order for them to catch the predator, they had to do something, and the long story the predator ended up being a, uh, this white guy who um, frequents the bar. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we just, at first, we just thought he was someone was, he, so, someone was like attacking the men uh-huh. outside, yeah. like when they leave, not someone who was actually in the bar. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, long story short. But he turned out to be, you know, like uh, the the predator. He was not only homophobic and racist and, you know, throughout those slurs at his victims. But, you know, he was, no, one, of the, he this, was one of the girls in that. This, 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 yeah. this is what I'm getting yeah. at. Okay. So the whole thing to me triggers something for me. Now, like I said, it's triggered something for me. And I'm going to speak my truth. It's not everybody's truth. Mm-hmm. But I'll speak my truth. Um. And it triggered thing that I saw in the episode was something that I've come across a lot that every time like you turn down a white, not every time, mm-hmm. sometimes when you turn down some white dudes that feel like they're privileged 
you, them talking to you, you should be happy. Yes. Um, and if you turn them down, you say, no, I'm fine. Um, there's a reaction. Like. Not necessarily violent, but sometimes foul, sometimes verbal. Um, you know, I personally run into stuff where people um, have um, been verbal with me. People have been mad with me because I don't want to play into their fetishism. Yeah. It's just like, I'm giving you a compliment. So you're not giving me a compliment. It's not That's not a compliment. You know, so... I, you know, and, and, and it becomes a, yeah, it's, it was a tricky slope. And I just seen this guy who was with these, these, these men probably turned him down because, and then he like gets mad and then he sodomizes them, tases them and sodomizes them because they yeah. reject him. Yeah. They reject him. He's like, oh, your wife, this, and he's like, you know, like, yeah, because he's rejected. And yeah. so he, he has to do that to them. So that was a, that was triggering for me in that sense. I was just like, oof, because I've had a few instances where that has happened to me um, because, you know, I don't like being called anything other than my name. Um, we all been through this before. I don't like being called reference, any reference to my skin. I don't like, I don't like people calling me chocolate. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I've always hated that. And I don't allow anyone to call me that. Black people, I don't, I don't like. It's not also like being called. It's not just about uh, skin to, uh, color. It's also about age. Do not call him daddy. Don't call, well, yeah, but but it's more along the sound. This let's sticking with the race so yeah, much yeah. is I don't like the reason why I do not like to be called chocolate is because uh, I never had an issue with my skin. Right. I never thought my skin was ugly because it was dark. People who carry my disposition about themselves, and I'll say that's partly because I'm West African person, so I grew up around a bunch of West African people. Um, who care disposition about myself? People get mad at me for not getting, for not being, for not having that 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 issue. You ever had that before? People actually get mad at you for not having an issue. Yeah. It's weird to me. Just like they're it, like, well, it, why it, don't you? No, I said because I don't need I don't need validation at all. I don't like white people calling me chocolate. I don't like black people calling me chocolate. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Baby, he can tell you zero. Like I shut it down. Like no, my name is Sadu Carmo. Like I don't need your, your beautiful bitch. I'm fly. I know I'm fly. I mean, some days I'm not, but you know, <laughs> that's never been an issue. Yeah, I just don't like to be called daddy because just the paternal aspect yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. But so that episode just focuses a lot. There's uh, quite a lot like, of that I out. Actually, I actually was not expecting it to, to to add Jesse Smollett on top of it. You know, like, mm-hmm. but. It was actually, I think, a really good episode. The way they tied all that in, yeah. I think it was great. I think, and I were, thought like his a conversation with Ice T right, right at the end was like it was the right. perfect conversation. I think it, it it did it did between two black men. It did good for black gay men. Yeah. So if you ever get his Lauren, the episodes, the scene, it's, it did good for black gay men. Oh, what I must did say, see, what did he actually say to him? Because it did hit close to home. But I just don't remember the um, exact words because he was like, he you know, said. I don't know if you lied about this or not, but something did happen to you. Yeah, he did say that. So something happened to you, you know. So. And, that's how I, and that's literally how I feel about Josie Smollett. I so like, I don't know. So I don't, honestly don't know, but yeah. I, don't, I, 
I hope that you find peace. I hope that yeah, that's what it was in that sense. Yeah, yeah. And it was just one of that's things. literally what I've been trying yeah. to say about Jesse Smollett. But it's just yeah. Time, yeah. But that episode, it just while we're watching, I was just like, oh my god, like you know, it just it just really. They did a really um, good job. Something because because you know earlier during the week I was actually uh, talking to this. You know, I hate oh God, man, my love hate relationship with just fucking apps. Yeah. I just just hate 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 it. So I was talking to this guy, chatting with him, and he had said something. It was just having a nice conversation, and then he had mentioned, said something to the effect of like being with black men and all that stuff. And I was like, I just said out to him, I said, look, I'm not for. I'm not down for the fetishism of that stuff. So, like, you know, and then he, you know, he blocked me in that sense. So I was just like, I said, well, it's not, I'm not worried about that. I'm sure other people respond to that, but I said, I, I don't, I'm not going to respond no, to that okay. in that sense. I'm going to worry about, you know, I, those people on the apps, girl, they, they're ghosts to me. I, you know, I, I'm always going like, to meet my people in person. Anyway, I say all to say I had a conversation for a friend. And, the thing has happened, it happened to me so much, it's happened to me so much that I have become very suspicious mm-hmm. of white gay men. Like 90% of the time I'm very suspicious. I'm like suspicious, I mean, suspicious. suspicious. suspicious it's it's, 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 it's really, know. no, your, your issues with the other sex girls. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh-uh. <laughs> That's your issue. No, but. It's, 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 uh, uh, but, deeper than that. Deeper but and deeper. every time, like a white man hits on me in in um public or whatever, I'm just waiting for the ball to drop. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I'm like, as soon as like they say hello, like I, girl, my shoe goes up. I'm like, okay, let's see, because I'm like, when is the ball gonna drop? Yeah. When are you gonna your accent's gonna change? Mm-hmm. You're gonna. Start to talk to me about things that you think that I like because I'm black, quote unquote. Like it's always that's my it's always, up. and I hate the fact that ninety five percent of the time I'm right. I don't want to be right, and that's what my issue. I'm just all talking about my friends. That's not a good thing. I'm just like I shouldn't be that way. You know, I should just you know take people as they are. But in that sense, is they're not coming to me for. For me, they come to me for a version of me that they they think they they, they want. They made it up in their head. Yeah. They made it in their head, and so that's so. I'm I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or right, but in that sense, it's just like Angelica Ross made a whole thing about it. Okay. You know, it's just about not being the black version that they want you to be. Yeah, of yourself, <laughs> because that's the version they want. And. I was walking with my friend Johnny, you know, I know we're talking, no, 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 in black relationship. My friend Johnny, we're walking and talking, and he was dating, he was dating this person. He said, you know, it's so funny to me, the people who I always find in interracial relationships, sometimes with some of these white boys, these white boys are so racist. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to calm their, their racism down because if they're with a black person, Hispanic person, or Asian person, and their family's completely racist and crazy, that makes them better. And so they can say some fucked up shit and be like, but I have a black boyfriend. Yep. So, you know, it's very complicated. I y'all. literally knew a, um, I literally knew a white woman who would say that all the time. She's like, but I, I love black men. And I'm just like, you like black dick. So what? 
that doesn't mean what mm-hmm. you what you just said isn't you know racist. Well, because it, because racist. yeah, because they they don't want the experience that comes with it. They they, they want the pleasure, but not the experience. Love the pleasure or the coolness of black. We're just talking about in yeah, general. but they don't want the, the, the they don't want the the, the, the actual reality. What it the reality of, of it is not something that and how they pay up and how they play a part in that reality. Right. They don't want to do more oh, girl. So it's like la 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 la. So it's la, la, it's, la, it's, la, it's, la. it's like that it's, for them. It's easy for me in that. It's in for me in that sense. That's why, like I said, that's my issue. Is I always get suspicious. I all always. Well, girl, you know I'm suspicious. Always. What no? I'm just always. I don't. I, and I would say this much. I have a few people in my life that I know, and this is. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, you know. I'm I'm not even drunk. This is I'm actually very sober. So when I'm sober, yeah. I'm very like stoic in that yeah. sense. Um, I'm just tired of these these black queens trying to find black love with a white man. Yeah, if that makes any sense, it makes perfect sense. I was like, why? Because. It's not going to work. You're not alone in seeing that. You're not alone in seeing that. Let me me say this right right now so everybody, no one gets down my throat here. Yeah. Um, People can date whoever the hell they want. Yes. You know, I like men of every... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I look at people. It doesn't matter. When if I'm attracted to the person, I'm attracted to the person. I've always been that person. Just to say, it, it, it doesn't, I don't be you like. You are a man who is, who becomes attracted to other men. Just in general. Like, you know, in it's, general. I don't have like this thing, oh, the arm to all the hands to one ear. It's never that. It's like literally looking at that person. I'm like, the oh, that person's attracted. Yeah. And that's it for me. So let me just put that out there. But I just, that, that I see people that like, Trying to make their lover see them for who they are, and this I said, and then I like, baby, you the type of love you're looking for is with a 35 year old man in Cameroon who is uh, raised in America. <laughs> you're not gonna find black love, that black love that you want. That you can find love, but you're not gonna find black you love. Know what? You need really... a black man for black love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just the, that's just just the way yeah. that works. And I hope. The girls who are out there listening to this this show right now are actually listening to this show right now. I hope, I hope for that. No, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that registers. No, I Maybe just and I just want to put that out there because yeah, for just sure. people, it's it, it's it, it drives me crazy, you know. In essence, I have a lot of I have a, a few white friends who are generally attracted to, to uh, men who are ethnic, but, but without the fetishism aspect of it. This is how I can always tell you. I always say this. I'm highly suspicious of anybody who does not date their own kind. Because mm-hmm. it's a reflection of you. So you can be the whitest man in the world who likes all these other men of color. But if you decide, if you don't go out with a white man, that's weird to me. <laughs> now, it is weird. I'm like, why don't you? What? You know what I mean? It's like it becomes a, rep- it's a representation of you. Doesn't mean, you know. So, but. Yeah, so I mean, long story short, that like I said, you know, to all this, people need to just kind of look within themselves. We need to treat ourselves, people, we, as black men. We need to honor each other. We need to put each other's first because what's happening now is a lot of the queens who you know you ever watch those videos on um, YouTube or Grinder. Where people are talking about um, the racism and all that stuff. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I say all this to say this. So, I am never bothered when I'm on an app and the white guys like, uh, no blacks or whatever he's saying to, to yeah, that. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. And people are like, why does it bother you? Doesn't that racism bother you? I like it doesn't bother me because I don't need white validation. Right. So I don't need them to want me. And I often find sometimes when I watch some of those videos, the people that are making it, I'm mad that the white men don't want them. Not mad because they're being racist, mm-hmm. which is two different things. I'm just like, I said, because I remember one of the guys talking and then he said, well, all my boyfriends have been white. And she said, well, and it clicked his head. He goes, oh, well, that's probably the reason why this is happening, because I'm not even uplifting yeah. The people that look like me. Yeah. So why should they? Because they, they see that. So they see you not uplifting your brothers and sisters. So not thinking they are good enough for you. They're not going to treat you like you're good enough for them. You're just going to be a thing. And that's what I see happening so many times. I'm like, you're trying to get this person to respect you. But you don't respect the people that look like you and yourself. Enough to put yourself first. I'm not saying run out there and hold up and find some black man. I'm just saying that <laughs> you, you know you don't respect yourself. You you putting black men through all this um, this work that you would not put that person through. Yes, to even say hello. All Who this doesn't work not look doesn't not, all this work. You may or may not look as good as you do. You know at all, and then you Which wonder why. It's also baffling to me and be like. You are, honey, a 10, and you're dating a as a black man, and you're dating a white dude who is a, who's maybe slightly above average looking. It makes it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. But the, the, the flip, I mean, like you can't you can't help you fall in love. No, 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 wrong absolutely, with, like, absolutely. But here's the part average. about that that gets really tricky. Yeah. So. He's this and this guy's a 10, and this person he's dating is a two. Sorry, people. The numbers, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Right we now. Are. We're just, just for, for conversation's sake. Because it's more so about like being, uh, being a black is, man this for is, the white gays this is, this, and also yeah, like the whiteness being the standard. That's what this, we're more so talking about. We're not go, just talking about like. This is going to come back to SVU again. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. And let's say I'm at a bar mm-hmm. and this person has, you know, they're broken up with their man. So they will come to me, hitting on me or you, whoever. I'm not a quote-unquote 10 in their eyes, but they're like, mm, I can have any black man I want because I can get that. Yeah. And so that becomes something in people's head. That does happen a lot. And they will announce to you, in a, oh, you know, like they'll, they'll come announcing that they're into so and so you're like, oh, no, girl, bye. And you tell that person, no, I don't. I I thank you, but no, I'm not attracted to you. They can get butt hurt, and this will help me. Like, and this when they get in their feelings, like, well, how can you turn me down, and I can get this person over here, you know? So that plays in the narrative. So the ego becomes something that even look at. I always look at this. I look. I, I've seen people look at. A black man and a white man in the picture, and they're both equally yoked uh, in their beauty. Um, 
they will say, oh, I like the black guy here. He's, he's attractive. And they'll look at the white man, oh, he's attractive too, but he's out of my league. Just, yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, let's, let's unpack that for a second. Like, what? Mix this person out of your league and this person not. Like, what is, it? What is the, the subconscious thing we've mm-hmm. sent out there that make you think that you can definitely have this yeah, guy, but you can't have this one? It doesn't matter. We'll yeah. always be less than. So, yeah. No so. matter how light, how dark. Less oh, that's co- that's a whole different. That's, that's a whole other conversation, yeah. child. You know, I already I already flapped enough about yeah, uh, yeah. this thing. Uh, that's when I had I, I had I had a panel. We had our panel. Yeah, on uh, the one time we discussed it. I had a couple of people that was mad at me for the ten three thing, but mm. I ain't gonna call no names. They were mad, but I spoke the truth. I said like the white boys don't do as as much work. They don't. As uh, you know, like you know, you asking me as another black man to have the best body, the best job, the best face. Everything should be snatched, and then the white man can just show up. So that's like it's like okay, so, but as like I said, in, in the the flip side of things is those people that are in those type of relationships. Um, that are trying to that are trying to find their black love in their in their non-black relationship, it's affecting them because and they don't understand why they don't get the, the psyche of yeah. you've put this person above yourself. If right. you're, and you can date anybody you want to. If you are a stable-minded person, and you see a man who's attractive yeah. and you're attracted to him, go for each other, exactly. but don't put it up on a pedestal and think that he's better than you. Eventually, yeah. so. Wait. So we're going to get into um, our break. We said, no, no, bro, this is a fantastic conversation. It's a needed conversation. It's going to be needed for a very long time, unfortunately. But yeah, we're going to get into our break music here. Um, so this past week, it was last week, it was Maya's birthday. And I saw I saw my girl getting a lot of love on her birthday. So, you know, I decided to put together some break music, a, a hit from each of her first three studio albums when she was in her, you know, the height of her pop success. So we have It's All About Me. And we have Case of the X, What You Gonna Do. And we have... Uh, my love is like whoa. So this is from like her debut sophomore and third studio albums. You're listening to Chris State of Mind here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we we'll be right back in a moment. So stay tuned, y'all. Yeah. 
See, baby, I know you done had your share of girls, but I am more than confident you won't ever have to search these streets for affection. I got you. What kind of girl you like? I know my looks can be deceiving. Tell me, am I your type? My main goal is to please you. What's on the schedule tonight? Am I the reason you'll be treated? with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Yes. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Maya. She's out here in these streets looking good and everything. You know, she's an independent artist doing her thing. So, yeah. you know, be sure to check out, check out, you know, some of her newer stuff, you know. 
Because I think she just recently dropped some new music, or she is dropping some new music, so check that out. Um, so yeah, we gotta. We're not done talking about you know, Mm-mm. you know, uh, being. Go ahead. Oh, you thought I don't know where you were going with it. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, like you know, being gay black man for like the white gays, um, not gays, yes. but gays. No, 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 because we got we got to talk about um, Todra Call. <laughs> so I say you being messy. Oh no, no, no. That's what. Okay, so just to clarify, just to clean that up a little bit, um, he's been accused of that. Um, in that sense, he, you know, he's been accused by a former uh, backup dancer for um, being whitewashed, um, you know, catering to the white gays. Oh, um, so what the, is that what the dancer said? Is what the dancer said, and also not paying him. So that, you know, just to go, tell to, to to clarify. Oh, girl, I thought you read the the the, the what what you call it? I sent to you. I I will pull it up, but you know, girl, it's like it's a long rant. It's a very very long rant. So just I mean, to like sum it up real really quickly, because I do want to you know see if we can get through a few topics, but you know this might be the big one. Um, a former dancer basically said that yes, Todrick Hall did not um pay him for a couple of music videos that he did that he danced in, including um nails hair. Hills, Hills Hips, I think it's what the name of the, the title of the song. Oh, the new one. Okay, Nails, um, Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels. Okay, there we go. You know, his uh, hair, body, face song, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically. He, uh, it's a good song. It is a good song. It is a good song. Uh, he said, like, you know, like, during the shoot, you know, it was a long shoot. You know, none, most of the dancers did not get paid. You know, he did ask for, like, 60-plus dancers or something like that for that particular shoot. And he said that, you know, like, at the time, like, there was, like, you know, like, gay black men there, you know, like, a lot of gay black dancers. And he said, like, oh, wait, can we, like, you know, switch this up a little bit? Allegedly, this is what Todrick Hall said. You know, like, there's too many, you know, too much chocolate behind me, basically. Um, in those words, in those words is how the um, the story has been told. And so there was one incident. He didn't pay for that. He was like, you know what? Fine. Too much behind him? Yeah, too much chocolate behind him. Like in what sense he wanted more white people? Behind yes, him? like I guess he wanted like that, you know, like to make it look get more more diverse, quote unquote. Oh, gotcha. In that sense, but you know, what he was really saying basically. Okay. Um, and then you know, like it, he said that we did not get paid for this particular shoe, but he was like, okay, fine. This is about the experience, you know, the whole internship. Um, that you know, like, some of you was only intern, uh, but then. I guess he was asked to do another shoot and he was promised pay even though there was no contract, which is what you always grow. Always get a piece of paper, you know, get a contract, get a contract. You have to get a contract so that he, he did, you know, acknowledge that he learned his lesson from not doing that. Um, But yeah, the second shoot did not get, I guess for, it was like for the, the the song called Fag, the new song. Yeah, it's Um, a song called Fag there. Yeah, yeah. It might've been for that shoot. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but basically he's, he, I guess it was he and another dancer and he said he hit up the other dancer and allegedly the other dancer did get paid. He did not. And he's been hitting up, you know, uh, Tondra Call in his camp and, you know, talking to some people in some agencies about Tondra Call and it's like, yeah, that's what this girl does. She does not pay. 
and yeah he just went on so like the rant goes on and on he talks about like his assistant being you know a puppet of todrick's he just basically you know dragged her name through the mud called her whitewash said that she she makes you know her coin her music or well she makes the music and everything for the white gays she's very g-a-z-e g-a-z-e yeah yes yes not gays but well both in a sense yeah yeah white gays and the white gays that's why i try to you know enunciate the the z for the white gays gays yeah 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 basically there we go yeah yeah and also since she does mother does not pay she does not pay coin so well th- this I, is a story i read online you know i saw the tweets and then i read it on, I saw on the, instagram uh, and the then instagram I, stuff though. yeah yeah and now Paris, I, this it, is per, uh, perez hilton yeah oh blog. yeah so you know i'll try to find like you know like a better you know source to, that has covered this but, she just know. taints everything yeah. like it even makes me like not even want to read the article because of a mistake but anyway i, I you know, I always had the biggest crush on Tardrick. Yeah. It, just because I think he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. I hope there will never be another, like, take a chance on me moment but, for you. But, no. Never, never. Girl, I never, I would never beg for anybody to go out with me. No, 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 no. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the shade of the song is, well, if you change your mind. The oh, you God, know, like, got your, you, got your you. experience. No. Your experience oh, with, no, like, no, no, you know, no, like, no. men wanting you after the fact. Well, I mean, I, know, I still think he's attractive. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take that away from him. Yeah. Um, but I, too, have always felt like I don't know if he's purposely doing it, but I think he makes black content for the white gays. Yeah. I don't know if it's purposeful because it could really be one of the things where growing up in the entertainment industry, that is what they liked about you. That was always received positively. And maybe he's just going with that. It might be something that's completely natural. Yeah. And, but and, the thing about it is, it's just like when people were dragging him for Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift that was being, stupid. That was, it was a little bit. It was too much. It was just too much. It was stupid. Because it was a if thing, it was all a, of this, all, like if you like go online and you read about this, you know, like um, if all of this actually did turn out to be true, I'm like, well, you know. this. No, I wouldn't have dragged. I still wouldn't drag for Taylor Swift. No, 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 not Taylor, not Taylor Swift. No, no, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm oh. just saying, like, when they did drag him for Taylor Swift, I was just like, that was, it was unfair. It was, it was unfair. It I'm talking about this particular. Yeah, this is different. This situation that is thing, different. When that came out, like, he's. This adds, this adds more Oh, like, he's a it. higher dancer. Yeah, but it was just like, I think, do? I think based off of what this dancer is saying, that there's more layers to this, that his content, you know, like, he makes, you know, like, he appropriates gay black culture. For you know the white gays to be able to consume, and I don't know, like it kind of, kind of hints at like being internally. I know, I know, I know what you, I know exactly what he means. I know what we talked about earlier, like that might that might come come in uh, come into play in a sense, Mm -hmm. Um, but it it also make he also makes it sound a little bit like he's internally racist, you know. But you know, like in that sense, (sighs) that might be a little bit more of a. this, exaggeration a little bit more of an extreme but. i think that honestly my feelings is there's some things that are so embedded in people yeah in society does not make it right no 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 hear me out um there are certain things that are very embedded in people in society mm-hmm. that they don't know that what they're doing Mm-hmm. It's uh, they don't know what they're doing because that is them. That is how they grew up. That is them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So 
I can't fault anybody for that aspect of it, if that is the case. And then there are people who actually know, but continue to but do, do you, that behavior. Do you feel like, though, because it, it is on the level of creativity that it is on, that father is aware? Because it's just like... He makes, he does make, you know, very. Well, I think it's a word, and, and I, I think he makes art, he big, you know? he big he did, he did, And he also did respond, you know, he when did, the whole Taylor Swift he did controversy big, he did was going big, on. He does big, elaborate, elaborate art. But here's the thing about that. On the flip side, let me go. Let me let me hit you with this real quickly. To a certain extent, people are now starting to think that Lizzo is making. Uh, uh, fat black girl music for white people to enjoy because her following has become a lot of white people. But that's not her fault, though. But th- th- that this is where I'm going with I, this. I know where you're going this with this. I know exactly where you're going this with this. Where this. I'm we going had this with conversation this. before, but I, just, I so still I feel like this situation is a little different. I, I, I'm just, I but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm being devil's advocate here. I don't know what situation. What I'm saying is, I don't know if Tydris Hall' intention mm. was yeah. to make music for that or. Because or did those people grab onto it? Yeah, that before. part. Well, you know that that's part. That's where I'm that coming part, from. I don't. I don't. That's something I that, don't care about that. But to be honest with you, no, no. That's the but that's the part that is the most part you should care about the most because that's where the white gaze comes in. Because if the white gay people, but I think it's a little bit more layered than that. No, um, but what I'm saying when is, when it comes to the white gaze, if um, the white gay, if the white gaze hooked up to his content mm-hmm. first that he was making when he was doing all this stuff, yeah. naturally. Everything he makes, they're going to consume because they like him. And then it starts to look like that's what he's making the content for. Right. I'm, like I said, I'm doing devil's advocate. So that is very important as to who latches onto something first. No, I, 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 so, but I don't saying, but what know. I, what I mean by I don't care about that. And this is like we you like you said, you can't control like he should have the last fan base. Lizzo should have yeah. the last fan base in yeah. that sense. Um, so I don't care about that. Like. It's just like it's a matter of in that what particularly how you're getting in it. It's a matter of saying that you are a black artist. All you can do is make black art that is for black people, and it's just like no, you that's, can't do that. That's, that's unrealistic. Unrealistic in 2019 for one. It's unrealistic, and it's unrealistic. Period. Like people should be allowed to grow and they do whatever they want to do. Do whatever they want to do. But I do think there is a difference in the sense of making something intentionally for the white gays. We don't know 100% sure. We don't that's we, we're not I'm 100% saying. sure if that's the case. The way that this what this dancer kind of um alleges is that that is the case. So um, that's what, that's so because before I was like I do not care about how people no, drag no. Tajra Hall. This is like this just, story became interesting. I'm just that, like well you know like the reason why I say that it some, would make sense in the sense that yeah. this is what people have been saying about him for right. years and I've been saying like oh well I don't know if that's the, you know the, actually the case and that's unfair. The reason but yeah if that actually is the case and I'm like oh well this well the reason why I say that I say that's important and the reason why I say I was saying you should care about that is because. That is the very thing that he's being accused of, and that's yeah. you know we got to see what. I feel started. like that's the very thing he had been accused of. So, you know, but I think with this, this adds more layers to it in a sense. Of but like, this is more like taking, him not paying people and all not of that. Paying that's people, different. but also, but also, like I do think there's a difference in like I hate to say this, but it's just like not all gay black culture is. It's it's in me. Like our history, but it's not necessarily my culture. I could never claim 
ballroom culture. No, no, that's aspect. that's different. That's different. Yeah, that's, but di- that's, that's different. That's nothing he's that's been accused different. of, and he's been dragged for you know by the ballroom community because you know like the whole shabam thing. You know, like that's not the proper to- proper terminology and, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know, like but literally, it's basically he's kind of being accused of in a sense of. Oh god, it's gonna sound real controversial, but you know, no, like, he's like, uh, uh, being uh, like almost being uh, no, he said, he uh, a said, white gay man in a black a black gay man's body, and as that white gay man making um, black music, that is not that's his. a little much. That is a little bit much, but it, that's kind of, that's kind of how I process it. I'm just like huh. that's a little much. That's a little much that in that sense, much. you know, in that sense. So, so I can I can um, be satisfied with the fact that he's he he's being accused of appropriating. Uh, um, uh, black gay culture. Yeah, that that I can. Yeah, no, like, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's what I mean. He's he's appropriating gay black culture, and also not paying people. In the sense, those of, are those yeah. are the two things that the writer. Um, excuse, excuse me, not the specifically, writer. but he is the a dancer. black gay man, so he does have yes. some claim. No, he does on certain things. He does. He does. Oh no, for for hundred percent sure that, right. that. No. But it was just like you know, like you know, ballroom culture is still so specific. You know, specific. You know. Part of you know, gay black uh, gay black culture that it's, it's a, not, it's, a very specific uh, yeah, genre. And yeah, too. yeah. So it's yeah. just like I w- I could never claim that you know because that's not no. that's not my claim. Absolutely. But yeah, um, I hope all this you know unfolds and you know we're gonna follow up on the story and we we we're hopefully hopefully get the truth. You know, he did respond to it saying that you know he's very uh, allegedly responded to it saying that you know like he is very shocked by Tom the the I guess the the right uh, dancer's name is Tom. He's very shocked by his comments and everything like that. And, you know, so he, he has, I guess, spoken out about it. But, yeah, that's all we have time for today. Um, thank you for listening, everyone, to another episode of Queer State of Mind. Goodbye. Here on Radio Free Brooklyn. What's happening? Okay, there, we go. there we go. Thank you all for listening to Chris State of Mind. We'll be back next week, y'all. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you.